Welcome to the Global Venture in Review podcast. My name is James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our three publications, Global Corporate Venturing, Global Government Venturing and Global University Venturing. And uh, Jerry Hellis has been busy on the news flow this past week with Rob Levine off on GCV. So um, it will just be me today. But although the news has been a bit quieter this week following the Thanksgiving weekend in the US, that does mean there has been a lack of big stories. Tobacco maker Altria is said to be seeking an expanded footprint in the e-cigarette market through a proposed investment in Juul, which is reportedly valued at $16 billion. One of the interesting areas of tension that is emerging from such deals is the challenge of trust and how investments in the future could bring unintended consequences. Juul, for example, was set up to help the billion smokers switch from cigarettes, but has drawn attention recently for effectively encouraging the younger groups to start vaping through different flavours. The issue of consequences and impact is drawing attention from the investors who back the parent companies and the largest corporate venture capital units. Digital agency Edelman, for example, released results from its Trust Barometer Special Report, Institutional Investors, which surveyed more than 500 chief investment officers, portfolio management and buy-side analysts in five countries representing firms that collectively manage more than $4.5 trillion in assets. And among the findings was that 98% of respondents think public companies are urgently obligated to address one or more societal issues, with cybersecurity, income, inequality and workplace diversity being top priorities. The book Corporate Venturing Survival Guide to be published in January at the GCVI Summit by Heidi Mason and Liz Arrington at Bell Mason Group in conjunction with Global Corporate Venture. A series of case studies explores the different metrics and frameworks used by top CVCs to continue and develop as units mature. But the book also casts an eye over the CVC's history and maps out a potential future where the issues of risk, return and impact become increasingly important. Also at the GCVI Summit in Monterey, California at the end of January will be a private roundtable on behalf of the United States Agency for International Development, or USAID as it's known by acronym. With $27 billion is one of the largest development agencies and explores how governments and corporations together at the GCVI Summit can mobilise the power of practitioners around corporate venturing for impact. Quote. There is approximately $22 trillion in cash, cash equivalents and short-term investments on corporate balance sheets. And while CVC remains a small fraction of these assets, its power is magnified by enabling entrepreneurs to change the world. Governments have multiple responsibilities, but keeping people safe while encouraging future high-paying jobs to be in their jurisdictions remain two of the highest. Attempting to square the circle, Amgen-backed Woozy Nextcode has not only raised $200 million in the Series C round this week, led by Irish Sovereign Wealth Fund Ireland Strategic Investment Fund, but also acquired Genomics Medicine Ireland, a genomics platform backed by Google Ventures, or GV as it now is, in a deal that is expected to be worth a total of $400 million once milestone payments are made. Woozy Nextcode has big plans for GMI, not least of all a genome sequencing programme that will attempt to sign up 400,000 volunteers, or 1 in 10 Irish citizens. But behind the move is the thinking from the Irish state-owned fund, improving its population's health will bring massive benefits in reducing healthcare bills and potentially in productivity, let alone a more immediate benefit from jobs. There's smart strategic thinking the highest level from Ireland's fund, they are not alone in realising the impact that can be made by lifting the sites from purely short-term financial ones. Other deals that we've seen in the past week, we've seen Getty Images, the professional photography platform, was owned by Carlisle Group until early this year when the Getty family struck a deal that gave it back majority control. 
and the company has wasted no time to find a new backer to offer some equity funding, attracting Cock Industries investment vehicle Cock Equity Development for a $500 million commitment. And electric vehicles might still be a rarity on the roads compared to their traditional counterparts, unless you're in Silicon Valley, of course, but they are big business and will continue to grow in relevance. If you want proof, look no further than ChargePoint, the charge and network operator has raised $240 million in its Series H round, its largest to date, and revealed its charges have now been used more than 45 million times, equivalent of 47 million gallons of gas. Corporates again are lined up to support the company, with American Electric Power, Siemens, Chevron, BMW and Daimler all part of the round. SK Holdings, the holding company of telecoms firm SK Group, is also interested in the electric vehicle market. It's taken a different approach to tapping the market by committing $240 million to Lingbo Wasson Copper Foil, a manufacturer of copper foil that is a essential part of batteries. Lingbo Wasson is a subsidiary of gold mining company. Lingbo Gold Group and SK Holdings will become its second largest shareholder once the deal is closed. China has also been the source of urban delivery service provider Juma Paishong's which has added $216 million to its coffers, thanks to a Series C round included return backer Global Logistics Properties. Juma service covers 61 cities in the People's Republic, and the money will help the company further expand the footprint. GLP has reportedly been an investor since the company's Series A round, but while Juma said it is very seven sounds, it did not offer many more details. We've seen Voya Innovations has collected $175 million from Tencent and KKR just a couple of months ago, but now the fintech subsidiary of PLDT has added International Finance Corporation, another government investor, to its shareholders following a $40 million extension that brought the round's total to $215 million. PLDT will own less than 50% once the deal closes, expected by the end of the year, but will remain the single largest shareholder. And Oriente has aligned $105 million in the Series A round. Beijer Group and Sinmamas has co-led a series around for micro-lending platform Oriente. And Vinafi, the US-based cybersecurity technology developer, whose shareholders include Intel Capital, has added $100 million to his coffers, thanks to a fund around led by Technology Crossover Ventures, or TCB. Vinafi has allocated $12.5 million of the money to a fund that will invest in third-party developers, vendors, consultancies, and system integrators. Intel Capital has backed a 30 million fund around for the company in 2015. And on other funds, the biggest has also come from China, where SK China, a local subsidiary of South Korea Telecom's group, SK Group, has put $266 million in the fund created by Legend Capital, a VC firm formed by the conglomerate Legend Holdings. Fund will focus on two perennial investment darlings, IT and healthcare. And Michelin, the French group, has been slowly insuring towards the corporate venturing world since 2011 when it launched pilot experiments and increasingly so since 2015 when it formed Michelin Ventures to invest in third-party funds. But now the unit has turned into a full-blown corporate venturing arm that has merged with three portfolio companies and discussions with a fourth. Not quite the speed of China, but still good progress, though Michelin said it had no interest in revealing the names of any of the startups. Michelin Ventures also wouldn't reveal total fund size but it will start with a budget of $28 to $34 million per year. Existing Chief Executive Matteo van der Est remains at the helm of the unit. Qualcomm Ventures, another well-established corporate venturing unit as part of mobile semiconductor producer Qualcomm, has launched a $100 million AI fund that will help the corporate be prepared for an expected rise in use of artificial intelligence on mobile devices with the advent of 5G networks. The fund has already made a first investment, revealing a participation in the $28 million Series A round for Israel-based computer vision technology developer 
Anyvision that was raised in July this year, and also featured appliance maker Robert Bosch. Base 10 has bought in Banco Sabadell. Banco Sabadell's InnoCell's subsidiary will invest $10 million in the AI Focus Fund managed by Base 10, which has now raised $147 million in total. On People News, we've seen Gretchen Howard from another of Google's corporate venture units, this one called Capital G, has left to join trading app Robin Hood as vice president. And Anshul Agarwal has joined LG Technology Ventures from Mitsui, joining a team directors led by Dong Soo Kim. For those uh, joining or moving in the corporate venture world, I will also mention as well as our GCVR Summit just beforehand, on the 28th and 29th of January, we will have a two-day GCV Academy course to be held in Silicon Valley in California. And on exits, a couple caught the eye, T-Case in particular. Moderna Therapeutics, is, which is working on vaccines for everything ranging from infectious diseases to cancer, has been set its price range from $22 to $24 per share. Sounds to raise more than $500 million if it flows to the top of that range. It's more than its initial target and a good indication that initial public offerings will keep providing lucrative exits for corporates as we slowly head into the new year. Chuanchi has settled on a $20 million IPO. Bertelsmann Automotive E-Commerce Platform has priced its shares at the lower end of the range to raise $20 million instead of a targeted $150 million though. And Enlivex has dashed towards Bioblast Pharma. Enlivex Therapeutics is conducting a reverse merger with publicly traded Bioblast which will be renamed Elivix following the transaction. And in a less profitable exit, we've seen Bustle fork out $5 million to buy Mike Network. Bustle would agree to buy Mike for $5 million, marking a significant down round for the news publisher backed by Axel Springer, Haku Hodo, you and Mr. Jones, Time Warner and WPP. Right, and so that's all the main news and people moves over the past week. I'll be in Finland next week, as that happens, for I had a slush for our sort of CVC round table with the uh, Helsinki Business Hub government there. So uh, looking forward to catching up with those in Finland next week. And don't hesitate to get in touch if we can help and do keep in touch with the news. Best wishes. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.